Hi, this is Paul Butler. I'm the Senior Pastor of New Heart Baptist Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. We hope that this podcast will be a great blessing to you and encourage your life. Going, oh man, we're never going to get out of here. Well, we're praying for a miracle, right? It's 21 days of, of prayer and fasting, so we'll pray for a miracle that Pastor Paul keeps it to 15 minutes <laughs> or, or something like that. Um, I, uh, today, I want to share with you a word called shake, shake and fill with power and boldness. Um, I just want to, this idea, uh, 21 days of prayer, came out of um, the book of Daniel, where Daniel uh, takes to pray and fast. Uh, in order to, because of the things that were going on around him, he wanted to dedicate and devote himself and posture himself to God. And prayer sounds religious, but really what it is, it's, it's a conversation between us and God. And, and, the, and I think the bigger thing is, remember when you pray, the bigger person in the conversation is God. And he's the one, we, we, the person who should speak the most in prayer is God. We forget that. We think that we've got to do all the praying. And God's actually going, listen, I have a lot more information than you. And the things you're telling me, about, I already know. It's good for you to tell me. It's kind of like parents when your kids tell you something that you already know, right? It's kind of like you still say, no, you don't need to tell me, I already know. You let them tell you because they need to tell you. And God's like that. We, he knows we need to talk to him. We need to tell him and we've got to get past this idea that he doesn't know. He does know, but he wants us to talk to him and then he wants us to listen to him. So um, this 21 days is about engaging with our Heavenly Father in a conversation where we get to sit, we get to listen, and we get to tell him what we're seeing, what we're hearing, what we're feeling, and we bring those things to him. And so last week we, we learned um, that God, um, we learned that we're called, as children of God, to watch and pray, we've got to stay alert. There's a lot going on, and God says, talk to me about it. Come and listen. I've got plans. I've got ideas. I've got things for you to ask me to do. Second of all, it's a wrestle to be done because we actually wrestle in a fight. It's a wrestle to be done and a fight to be won. Um, there's a lot of brokenness that God wants to bring healing into, and there's a lot of evil in our world that God wants to defeat. And the way he does that, this is really cool. God does it because he actually includes us in it. I love the fact that God actually asked me to collaborate with him in order to see things done that he wants done on the earth done. And he says, you know what? I could do them. I can do anything. Nothing's impossible for me. I could do whatever I feel like. But I involve you. I ask you to ask me. And then when we have agreement, things happen. I can set my angels. That's the story of Daniel. I set my angels to work in the spiritual realm and then stuff that's happening on the earthly realm gets done too. So we have to remember that prayer is actually operating with agreement with God in the heavenly spaces. And then he's releasing angelic, the angelic realms to do their part because he, he made them for their part. And then he releases us his body, his church, the house, we're the house. He lives in us to do things that we can't do without him. And that's a really cool thing. So today, um, the prayer of faith begins with a heart devoted. It begins with us saying, I'm going to devote myself to do it. I'm going to deliberately posture myself to pray. 
Uh, I said to the, the, the prayer meeting, we had a 25 or 30 people at a prayer meeting on Thursday night. I said, think of 777, which is God's, God's number, they, they say, 777, uh, perfection. Um, seven in the morning, uh, uh, seven, seven minutes, once in the morning, once at lunchtime and once during the night. Just pray and ask God. Um, just, just be still for seven minutes. Go for a walk and just be still and pray. Um, if God's given you a prayer language, pray in that. Um, if he hasn't given you a prayer language, just you might seven minutes devoted to listening. Seven minutes telling him what's on your heart. At least that and then see what God does. But we have to devote ourselves. And it says in Acts about this devotion, Acts 1.14, all these talking of the disciples who had, Jesus had said to go to Jerusalem with one accord. Uh, that word one accord means one heart and one mind. And it was focused. A focused heart and mind were devoting, they were posturing themselves, they were actually getting into a place to pray together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. And then again in Acts 2.42, and, and this is after the day of Pentecost when the spirits poured out and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayers. So we see this. We actually have got this opportunity. We get to decide. We can do it. We don't do it. I'm Right now, I'm going, I want to say yes to God. I want to do this. And I don't want it just to go for 21 days. I want my life to be devoted to that. All right. So the word devoted means the word Greek word is pro towards and katerio, which is to endure, persist and overcome. So devotion is an act of faith and saying to God, I want your will to be done. It's a yes to God. So that's what it's actually, I'm, I'm saying yes to you. That's devotion towards your, you're putting everything that he's put in you back to him. Yes, I have you. So I'll, I want to quickly tell you the backstory of Acts chapter 3. This is the first miracle other than the pouring out of the Spirit in Acts chapter 2. This is the first miracle recorded. It's actually very similar to a healing that Jesus did of a lame man. And the first miracle that Peter and John do, they weren't expecting, they were going to the temple to pray. And they weren't expecting to, to, to do a miracle that day. But they get to the, the gate going into the temple and there's a guy who's lame and he's asking for money and they went to their pockets, found nothing. They said, we don't have any money to give you, but what we do have is the name of Jesus. And what we are going to say is, in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And he got up and walked. He'd been lame for how long? Does anybody remember? A long time. Um, from birth. Yes, we think he's about 38 years old. He gets up. And Michelle's just had um, eight weeks off her knee, uh, leg, and Deb's, I don't know how long you're having, but you can't get up and run and jump, can you? And Michelle, she is walking and she was trying to run. Uh, she did run for about 10, 10 feet the other day and went, yes, I just ran. Um, but the reality is, is if you're lame and your legs don't work for that period of time, you can't get up and walk, you can't get up and run and do anything. So it is a miracle that a lame man can get up and jump and run. It is definitely a miracle. He runs inside. He's hanging on to Peter and John. He runs inside and everybody's going, this is the lame guy at the gate. This is the lame guy at the gate. How does this happen? And they're going, it's a miracle. And they go to Peter and John, how did this happen? And then they 
tell the good news of Jesus. They explain who Jesus is and what he's done. And at that point, all the Jewish leaders in the temple grab them and bring them into trial. And uh, so there's a great outpour and they put them into jail. And Peter shares the good news. And then we've got this. Peter and John are arrested. They're tried before the Jewish council. And Peter again shares with them. Uh, uh, in, and they say, ah, ah, ah. you are to stop speaking in the name of Jesus. What you're doing basically is evil. All right. So this is what it says. This is where we're up to. When they were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, why did the Gentiles rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. For truly in this city they were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. God sent his son to die. It was no surprise and God allowed it. That's the love of God, to sacrifice that which is his own in order to save us. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Can I just say to you that our message is life to some and death to others? Uh, 2 Corinthians talks about that to some we're like the aroma of life and to others we're like a dead body. It's kind of like, eh, eh, don't want to know. And other people want, tell me more. Can I just encourage you all? Not everybody hates you. Not everybody's going, uh, uh, don't even tell me about Jesus. Don't be a God-botherer, don't want to know. Yeah? That's true. Some people will call what you believe evil, even though God says it's good. Um, it says in John chapter 1, Jesus, who was the light, who brought light into the world, was rejected by those that were his own. They missed it. And some of the Jewish religious leaders of Jesus' day said that what he was doing was in the name of the devil. They called good evil. It still happens today. Um, here's the truth. Some do want to hear. Some don't want to hear or not, not ready to hear. And some will tell us to shut the hell up. Right? Some people go, eh, eh, I'm not interested. Some people will go, just shut up, don't want to know. I, I can't even think about God. I don't even believe in God or I'm so angry at God. If God was this and we, that's our reality that we're working in. So here's what I want to encourage you. The good news message is not what we do and what we don't do. But people will want to box you into that. They'll just say, your faith is a box of rules. And I go... 
My faith has a perfect design, yes. I follow, but this is what I'm committed to. It is Jesus and who he is and what he's done for me. He is my king. He defines who I am and he decides what is right and wrong. And he holds the key to forgiveness and he holds the key to eternal life. I changed the narrative. I changed the story. When people want to make it about rules and make it about morality, I come back and I go, actually, it's not about that. It's about who designed who and who do you submit to? Who controls me? That's what it's about. And I say God controls me. And what he says is good, I say is good. And what he wants, I want. That's what it means to be a Christian for me. So we will have people that will hear our message and go, yeah, tell me more. We'll have people that are not so sure and then we'll have people that will tell us to shut up. Right now, Peter and John are being told by religious people, you are not to speak in the name of Jesus. And what did they do? Well, they were told to shut up and this is what they did. They met with their faith friends and they lifted up their voices. I've got to tell you, this is something got to be a regular part of our church, that we lift up, we meet with our faith friends, and we regularly lift up our voices to God and ask for this. We pray for boldness to continue to share the good news and that we will find those people who are ready to hear our story. And those who are not sure, that we will be patient and kind, that we will not shove it down their throat and Bible bash them, but we will uh, just live our life before them. And when they are ready to hear our story, that we share it in a humility and with a love and a kindness, just as others have shared it with us. But we get together with our faith ends and we pray for boldness to continue to share the good news. And here's, so there's this telling but I think there's, a, there's an extension that happened in the New Testament church that we've got to be praying for well. We've got to be praying for boldness to share with words our story and Jesus' story. But we have to pray for evidence of power that changes against the world we live in, which says there is no such thing as supernatural power. They need to see evidence of the living God and his power. So ask God to stretch out his hand to heal, to do signs and wonders in the name of Jesus. Uh, this world needs it more than ever, especially the Western world, because they're so rational and locked into that anything outside of science doesn't exist. So anything that can't be measured and anything that can't be reasoned doesn't exist. But a miracle changes that. A miracle is outside the boundaries of science and reason. It, it goes out and it says God, who is the God who has the perfect design, is the ruler of all all laws including scientific laws and he can change them he can move them he can do things that scientists and medic medics can say that's impossible and god goes yeah but nothing's impossible for me and we get to be god's hands and feet in people's situations peter goes to the temple to pray and all of a sudden he's faced with a reality no resources to give to a poor man and what does he give him? He, give him? he gives him something only God could give him, which was healed legs. And that guy is not only healed in his legs, but do you know what he gets to do for the very first time in his life? We jump, of course. But there's something more important because he was on the outside of the temple 
He wasn't allowed in because no lame people were allowed into the temple area. So what had he never done? He'd never gone in to worship and pray. He'd never given a sacrifice. And he gets to go in to pray to the living God and bring his sacrifice. What does that tell you? We are, we are the ones who have received Jesus. And we get to tell others. So they, and, and God gets to, we get to share a message and we get to pray for healing and miracles so that they can come into the presence and pray and know God themselves. So how did God respond? Well, heaven was moved. And so he moved earth. He shook the house. He responded to their prayer of faith. Do you know when we pray together, God goes, you are moving me. Now I'm going to move you. Isn't that cool? And he filled them up with the Holy Spirit's power and boldness. And then we read this. And with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. God can shake it up. He can fill us up. And it starts with us as we devote ourselves with this idea, God wants to bring heaven to earth through us. We think of heaven as the place we go when we die. And that is a place to look forward to. I, I will, this body will die and probably, if it gets the chance, it will be cremated. So it will go from dust to ashes. <laughs> Uh, and then one day when Jesus returns, my body will be reconstituted and my spirit will rejoin my body and it will become an eternal body. It will not wear out. It will not die. It will not get sick. And I will be with Jesus and he will have a body. I will have a body. He's, he's the proof that I'll have a body because he rose again in a body. And he says, we're gonna, I'm not going to be floating around. You're probably not going to have wings, by the way. Some of you want wings. You're probably going to have a body much like what you've got now. Probably. <laughs> Michelle goes, yeah, but it doesn't mean that we don't fly. Because <laughs> may, maybe the laws of gravity won't be the same. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but, you know, the beautiful thing about our relationship with God is that we don't have to wait till we die to know him. Jesus, the book Paul said, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. The same spirit that was with Jesus that allowed him to do the miracles he did, the relationship with Father, Son and Holy Spirit is ours. And we don't have to wait to know God, to love God, to be loved by God, to do the powerful things that God wants to do in the earth with his power. He goes, now I've come that you might have power to do these things so how'd they do <laughs> everybody that wanted to leave at ten thirty, yes um what's the takeaway from that meet together with your friends pray that god would fill us with his power that he will cause us to be bold with our sharing that when we pray for sick, the healing, for signs and wonders, they will happen. And the world will go, what the? 
And they'll go, how did that happen? Can you please tell me? Remember this. Some will want to know more. And the day that that lame man, many people believed. The day that lame man was healed, many people believed. But there were some who went, hmm. And others went, shut up. Remember that. But we are not to be shut down because they tell us to shut up. At that point, we pray more and we look more for who God is moving in and we share with who will receive us. If someone's not ready to receive us, we accept that, we move on. We love them, we keep loving them and we keep sharing. Would you stand? I'm going to pray. Don't forget to come on Thursday night. It's going to be a great night. All the Balmoral crew will be here, the New Farm crew here, the Cranny crew will be here, the Night Church crew will be here, and as many of you and Logan crew will be here. God, we lift up our voices to you right now. Lift up our holy hands. Lord, we recognise that you are the God, the sovereign Lord. Sovereign Lord, the nations rage against you. Some people don't even believe in you so they're not even raging at they're just raging at the idea of you but lord god we know who you are because you've come to live in our lives you've come to reveal the love that you have for us and the mercy and the grace and the forgiveness that comes only through jesus thank you for sending jesus now lord i send these people out with this that they would be united as faithful friends to pray together they would will come together that they would pray by themselves and pray with others and that Lord Jesus that you would send a spirit of fire and power and boldness to share your word courageously and Lord Jesus that when they pray for healing and miracles to reveal your mercy and reveal your grace to people that Lord that you would answer them and Lord Jesus that people would know and encounter the power of the living God so I just send you now with this purpose that God has created you for a purpose now God has created and given you a spirit now God is sending you now God says do not delay devote yourself to these things make it your purpose make it your passion deliberately set your face towards this and I will honor you I will come and I will shake things up and I will fill you with boldness and courage Take one step and I will take two. Move towards me and I will move towards you, says the Lord. God bless you. Amen. Go and say something good to somebody about how good God is to you.